Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. We have such an exciting episode in store for you all today. And I cannot wait for all of our listeners to hear it and listen and to get to know our special, special guests that we have in store for you all. As you guys know, we don't often have guests on the show, but we are thrilled to bring these three special people into our BKB community and to share their wonderful insights and their stories with all of you. If you all don't know, my mom and I are super sporty people. We love sports and athletics. My mom, especially growing up, we always had basketball on in the background, football, we love sports. And a lot of the work that we do here in our hometown of Boca Raton, Florida is work with collegiate athletes in meditation and mindfulness and helping them with their mindset and their confidence that stems from the inside out. All of the good things that we talk about on the show. And if you don't necessarily pay too much attention to sports, this past year, our Florida Atlantic University, the school in our hometown, our college basketball, men's college basketball team made a historic run to the final four in 2023. And for those of you who don't know too, too much about FAU or the basketball team prior to this year, they had not even won a college tournament game at all. So for them to go from never winning a tournament game to making it all the way to the final four is a huge, huge success. They went to a national spotlight. Everybody has been talking about them and all of this success and, and praise and accolades could not go to a nicer, kinder, more inspiring group of young people. And so we were thrilled to invite them on the show. They have so many insights about Finding what they're passionate about, staying focused, knowing who they are and what they want, and so, so much more. So I hope that you are going to enjoy this episode. We're interviewing head coach Dusty May, who is an amazing, amazing human being, and two of the basketball players, Elijah Martin and Nick Boyd. So stay tuned for this episode. You're going to love it. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I am so, so excited to be sitting here for another week for another conversation about life's most interesting and challenging conversations, of course, with my mom, Barb. Hi, mom. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm incredibly excited to be here. Yeah, you're uh, leaping out of your chair. Yeah, this is this is going to be the most fun I think I've had in a long time. <laughs> So I won't bury the lead on this one with this week's episode because I want to give all of our listeners all the time that they can get because we have special guests this week, which as you know, and if you've been listening to the show, we don't have guests too, too often Mm -mm. because we, we just don't because we always want to bring you the best, but we have three special guests on the show today that we are so excited about. We're so excited to talk to, and we're so excited to share there to share you with them, to share them with you and to get all of their amazing insights and takes on life and everything in between. And it's going to be a great conversation. I also have to say, are you good? Yes, I'm good. (laughs) I also have to say, this is our first, 
These are our first guests coming from the athletic world, which if you don't know this about my mom already, I swear in a past life, she was a coach of some sort, which I know you probably wouldn't have guessed because she's a little blonde lady, but she is a sports freak. So to have athletic, to go into the athletic realm on the podcast is probably her dream. So without further ado, this week we are chatting with Dusty May, Elijah Martin, and Nick Boyd from FAU Men's Basketball. Yay. And we're so excited to have them on. We, as you guys all know, they are just off their season going into the final four, which is an incredible, incredible achievement. And they are like the talk of the world. And so the fact that they are coming here to chat with us is such a joy and an honor and a treat for us all. So welcome to the show. Yeah. Gracious, gracious of you guys having us. Well, I think Michelle's right. If you know me, we do talk about sports on the podcast from time to time. And Michelle has brought up a lot about how excited I am with the idea that you would take time out of your busy schedule to have this chat with us so that we can really share you with the world. Actually, I'm so excited because sports is one of my favorite things on the planet. So excited to have all of you here. Thanks for having me. And you, you guys are like mid-season, so we just saw you all in action last night playing your first home game, which was amazing, and it's just so much fun. You're celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> it was a gamble having us on the day after a game. It, it, uh, <laughs> we know. We believed. We knew. We knew. <laughs> we knew. We knew. So I love, yeah. So this is just going to be a nice little conversation. I I want to have a whole lot of fun and want to thank you again and know that what I love about, I've always been a sports person, but what I love so much about sports is when I started getting into meditation and mindfulness and all of the things almost 40 years ago now, it went so beautifully with, with sports, the idea of really being present and living your best life and all of the things. So it is even my practice and all the things that I do in my life has even made me love sports so much more. There is nothing I enjoy more than working with athletes and going to sporting events, uh, especially basketball. It is one of my true loves. So Michelle, let's, let's get started. Yeah. So I guess um, if you all wanted to just maybe share with, uh, with our listeners a little bit about you and just what, what makes you excited to be in this moment, in this season of your lives and doing something so exciting, like playing basketball and coming off of such an amazing year that you all had last year. <laughs> Who's going first? Elijah. <laughs> Elijah goes first. So, um, I'm Elijah Martin from Southern Mississippi. Um, grew up in the church with my mom, family, and, um, always had sports. And then, um, was blessed enough to, to, to get to FAU. Um, and then ever since then, it's just been uphill, downhill, and, then, you know, just everything's been good, you know? And um, <laughs> I'm just talking at this point. That's good. But everything's been good, and I'm um, just excited for this year and what uh, every, everything's coming. I love that. You know, one of the things that I listened to Kobe Bryant do an interview a while ago, And he said, if you're going to play this sport, you really have to love basketball. And I feel that from all of you. You like really love basketball. You love the game of basketball. And I think that's what comes across from me with you, Michelle. And you say, (laughs) mom, you're just so crazy about this sport. And I think what you just said, yeah, you grew up with basketball and you love it. Yes, mom. Nick, how about you? I guess I'll go next. I'll go next. Uh, Nick Boyd uh, from Garnerville, New York. Um, like Elijah said, uh, just grew up playing basketball all my life. And uh, I mean, I chose FAU because I love the weather. Uh, I had a good conversation with Coach, and he had a good plan, good vision. And um, I mean, we just really got in the gym as a unit together, as a team together, and uh, just grinded, grinded, grinded. And we didn't really know what type of results we would have. And I mean, fortunately, we were able to go on the big stage and make it to March Madness and make a spectacular run. And uh, here we are now, um, 2-0 right now. Had a good game at home, and the crowd was rocking. So, um, I mean, the trajectory of the program is going well right now, and uh, we're going to keep working, keeping our head down, and uh, hopefully uh, we do something special this year again. Fantastic. Dust, 
I'm Dusty yeah, May. A... Oh, go ahead, Elijah. I was saying, Nick is a pro right there. <laughs> um, I'm Dusty May, and uh, this is probably my 25th year in college basketball. And and uh, you know, as as you get older, just to be a part of a, of a team is 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 an honor and a privilege every year. And rarely do you get a group of people that that come together and, and have similar personality traits they all share the love of the game the love of the work um but also have a mutual respect for for what each other brings to the table and, and i think we all and, and from everyone in our program we all uh, complement each other well we appreciate each other's gifts and we have a, a great deal of, of respect where we all came from and and what we all had to to do to get to this point and, and to this level. So it's almost like it was a spontaneous combustion where it's just a, a bunch of people that really fit a bunch of parts that, that um, had, had you know, been at different places at different uh, times and just all kind of came together and uh, grew or continuing to grow together. And, and, uh, but I, I think the mutual appreciation and the like-mindedness approach is, is what makes this group so special and unique. I was going to say, I, you can feel it watching you all. I mean, we see you all in person at the games, but even watching you guys on TV and on the national stage, I think one of the big things that we all can feel from you and the difference maybe from other amazing teams is just how much, how connected you all are and how much you feel like a family unit. And you do all seem to really respect each other in an aligned and authentic way. Um, How did you guys create that connection between each other where you don't feel like it's a competition between teammates, but you're all working together as one, especially as you guys have gotten so much attention now. Um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I think, like Coach said, just our personalities um, coming together. I mean, we all kind of have the same personalities, whether it's the coaches, the players, the managers, um, anybody who comes and watches practice. I mean, if you come in an FAU game or watching the practice, you you come because you love our personalities and how how we play, like you said. And I mean, at the same time, I feel like, in a sense, you're just kind of forced. You're kind of forced to be that way uh, in our program and our culture. I mean, we created the culture where it's just about being unselfish. You know, there's really no other option because you're going to mm. stand out. And um, I mean, when you're around a, a coaching staff that's so unselfish, you kind of pick up traits and. Uh, you just gotta kind of follow suit. I mean, Coach Bay is unselfish, and if you if you don't follow suit in this program and be unselfish yourself, you're gonna stand out, and you'll you'll be the guy who, you know, is looked at kind of crazy. Like, man, what's going on? Like, why why are you not happy for your teammates' success? Or why are you not happy for this guy doing this? And um, I mean, personally, and I feel like all of us, we don't want to stand out and be that type of guy. So we just buy in, and um, we're just really happy. And then after you buy in, it just comes naturally. I love that. You know, that Michelle's right. We can feel that. Of course, the end goal is to win. I mean, of course, we want to win games and you want to win, but um, not but. But in addition to that, if, if you, you all know me, I, I, I didn't go to college, so I don't, I don't necessarily have a particular college that I root for, for, and it is FAU. But there are a lot of people that win that I might say that I don't root for. <laughs> but there's something, so what you just said, Nick, and what, what Dusty said and what Elijah, there's something, because I love the people, I love the players, I love the energy of the humans that are out there playing the game, probably as much as the game, but I just love the people and the energy. And that's what you all are. I, I can't even, I don't know, it's, it's indescribable. And I think we felt it in Houston, you know, when you were in the final four, and it's just indescribable. And I guess my question would be how... You stay so connected. And I think what I feel the most is you are the epitome of the word team. Like you are, I, I love all of you. Like sometimes you pick out a certain player that really, but you're all just so helpful and so supportive of each other. And Dusty, when you're on the side and you're standing up and you're walking up and down, there's just a reverence about an honor of being in your presence is how I feel. And I think a lot of people feel that way. There's a, a real team feeling of all of you. What how do you, so how do you handle the doubters? I think one of the things that we're seeing so much, especially since the pandemic is all the, the, the horrible things that are said on social media and online and all of this stuff. And so you must see some of those things, not necessarily directed at you, but just in general, some of the negativity and some of the doubters that I had someone say to me, oh yeah, they're, they're in the top, you know, 25 now but do you think they can sustain it? So there's always going to be people like that that are out there. And when you're in the spotlight, like you are, you are really up there. People are talking about you all the time. What, how do you handle the negativity that might be coming your way, especially now that you're on a national spotlight? 
Um, I say oh. it comes from like a leader, you know, Coach May. He 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 sees like he's been through the fire already, so he know what was coming, and um, he basically like coached us for the off court noise, the on court noise, and then just realizing that we're we're a veteran group, you know, we know how to handle handle uh, our emotions on online, um, on the court, and then we just stay together no matter what, you know, we're never trying to subtract from the group. I think you guys also stay in the moment. I, when I answered this person, I said, I said what they are right now. You know, so they're where their feet are playing the game. They are right now. It's not the past and it's not the future. They are right now. And the person looked at me and said, oh. I said, yeah, that's what I'm celebrating. This is who they are right now. Dusty, what do you, what do you think? The, 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 the self-awareness part, number one, I love sports as well this game has consumed me since i was a young kid but i watch football as well and if the the indianapolis colts my favorite team if, if they make a bad play then i in, in my living room i criticize the coach or i'll criticize the player and and that's what sports are i think we're all guilty of it obviously i don't go on twitter and do it in a public forum so you have to number one consider who's criticizing you in, in a public forum and then number two that's just that's the the cost of playing sports it's the the, the part of it that it's never going to go away. And then you just have to, is this really going to be important in five minutes and in five days and five weeks and five months? And, and usually none of it's important. And it's, it's simply an attack on your ego. And it's typically from gamblers or people that had a, something personally at stake. Mm. So it doesn't matter. It comes with the territory. And if you're going to be involved in sports or you're going to be involved in anything that requires high achievement, then you better get used to it and have thick skin because it's not going to change and it can't affect what's really important because once again um, we talk about it recently that when, when there's a, a championship in any sport, the first thing they do is the, the security staff, they, they rope off the court or the field and the only people are, are inside the field are the ones that, that participated that, that really that got in that foxhole together. And so outside of that rope, we're all going to hear outside noise. We're all going to have critics. We're all going to, and, and to be honest, the love is probably as, as dangerous as the criticism um, because a lot of it's fake love anyway, but they're really the only people that are truly important in our day to day are our families and the people that would care about us if we didn't have these positions or we didn't play the sports and those of us that are inside that rope together. So I think we're, we're all aware of, of what comes with this and how, how reality works, but it also doesn't matter. Um, especially if it's not going to impact us in five days from now. I love that. And that's exactly why sports is the epitome of living life from the inside out and all the things that Michelle and I do. It's exactly why. You can't listen to what other people think or what other people say. You have to be more motivated by what's important to you and what matters to you and not take it personally because you're right. You have to have thick skin to live life. So I use sports a lot as a metaphor in all the work that I do, because I think it is the perfect, you really can, it's tangible. You can feel that in exactly what you said, Dusty, you have to be able to rise above it and know that that's what's going to happen. And I love that. I, that is yeah, why sports is so important. And I just have to say as a fun fact, being, I feel like Dusty, you and my mom have a special tie and connection because when you were talking about how you watch sports at home, yelling at the TV, Again, fun fact that I don't think a lot of people would expect, but if you watch any sport with my mom at home, she turns into a wild woman yelling at the TV. Doesn't go on Twitter or anything, but no, just like you, she Dusty. gets into it. And, Please you know, yeah, both, I think the fans know, but yeah. there is nothing like watching sports of any sort with my mom. Highly recommend it. Well, I think it shows the passion. <laughs> And I think I love what you said, Dusty. You know, you can have that emotion and that passion, but you're not then going to take the next step and put it all out there. You, this, is, this is what's igniting you inside, and this is what makes it so fabulous. And I love it. I embrace that I am a crazy person with basketball and football. So, yeah. yeah you got to be sometimes. You got to be. Yeah, you have it to means be. Means you care. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it really, fun. We get, we get crazy sometimes, too. That's close to practice. Yeah. Sure. If you didn't have emotion, you wouldn't care. Well, Nick, tell us what's what's it like being in the locker room? Yeah, give what's, us what's give the vibe. Some, give us some inside <laughs> inside juice. I mean, the locker room, it's kind of <laughs> free. Um, I think this is like the, like to piggyback off everything we're saying. This is one of the first places where I've been in the locker room where 
you know, some locker rooms you kind of have like seniority, you know, where like oh, this guy only speaks or this guy only speaks where as in this locker room, I mean, everybody speaks walk-ons, guys who might not get any minutes, you know, they all say what they feel and what they see out there on the court. And uh, the first thing coach says when he comes in the locker room is, what would you guys talk about? What would you guys talk about? I mean, usually um, when coaches come in um, from speaking with the staff, they usually just blurt at you and just yell at you or tell you what you're doing wrong. But I mean, coach wants to hear what we, we have to say and uh, what we see out there. So, I mean, the locker room is pretty chill. And um, just like, like I said, I keep saying the piggyback off of it. I mean, I think our response all the time is like, it's, it's always positive. Like, I mean, we do something wrong. That's why I think we're just so good at being in the moment. Cause we do something wrong. We do something right. It's like, you know what? Let's go work. Let's go work. Let's go work. Let's go work. We're going to get it back. Let's get work. Let's go work. You know what I mean, it allows us to be free and understand that no matter if something goes right or wrong, we're going to go work and uh, we're going to keep working. Yeah. You can't be attached to the right or the wrong. And you can't be attached as you said, Dusty to the praise and the, and the uh, negativity. And, uh, keep working. That's it. Keep working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, one of the questions that we get a lot on the show is tying it into, I think you guys have so many interesting lessons and feedback that can help all of our listeners, even if they're not into sports or if they don't play sports, but we get questions a lot about making big life changes and making big life choices and how to know when to commit to something and how to know how to make a big decision and following your gut and following your instincts. And as I was thinking about what would be some of the, the really amazing insights that you all can share with our listeners, I was reading up on you, Dusty. And when you decided to come to FAU, you said that you kind of toiled over your decision, but it was your gut instinct that told you to go there, even though at first you were, not sure or didn't know what to do, but you went with it and you committed to it and look where it brought you. How did you, what went through inside you and how did you tell your, what did you tell yourself to make such a decision and make a leap to head coaching down in Boca where FAU was not in the national spotlight that it is now? What went on inside of you to, to do that? And how did you keep yourself on that path without wavering from it? Well, number one, we try to normalize that we all have something, right? We all have, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, we all have something. And and I think probably my something might have been the imposter syndrome of, of always because I didn't play at a high level. So not knowing if you're if you're good enough. And but what it allows me to do is is have some uh, awareness that I need help. And that's why we have a collaboration, because we're not all great at everything. We we have unique talents and gifts. And, but we, we all need each other. And I, I think that that vulnerability allows everyone. And, and even uh, I think as a, as a first year head coach, it's any suggestions sometimes from the staff can be taken as, as even criticism. And that was one thing I was very grateful for my first staff. I always felt like everything they said, it was trying to help us me be better. And it was never, I never felt attacked. I never felt criticized. I felt like everything came from a, a good place of trying to help and, and, and make us all better. Um, so I, I think once, but as, but as far as, uh, settling in and doing the job, it was more than anything else. Just Anna, my wife, she said, uh, she's, she gives me a lot of tough love and she just said, well, you made the decision and we're going to be fine either way. You go do the job, you know, let's take a deep breath and, and get to work. And, and, and that's essentially what it was. You take a deep breath and then you, you dive in head first and, and, and figure it out. And, uh, you know, our, our thing is you're learning along the way, even when we fail, we don't really fail. We just, we found an, another avenue to prevent in the future and another roadblock in the future. And we're just going to learn from it and grow from it. So we, we've, we haven't had one, one ounce of failure other than the, the times we just haven't reached our, our full potential or haven't given great effort and attention to detail and things like that. I, um, I just wanted to, I'm so happy you brought up imposter syndrome that comes up a lot in our work. People, I think a lot of people have that. And what you said is just so beautiful that you just, you just, you learn it. it really life is a learn as you go and you're not really failing. You are learning from what didn't work and now you know what does work. So I, I really appreciate you bringing that up because I think more people than not have that. And there's a little bit of fear to bring that up because maybe it's not going to be received properly. So it's very vulnerable and a very good um, place because I think it, it acknowledges what's probably true in most of us that we aren't maybe quite ready sometimes, but we jump in anyway, which is, I think, something that I read that, that you had said, Nick. I think that you don't, 
you just keep working hard and staying with it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's all you can do. I mean, I think I, I have that syndrome a little bit myself. I'm, I'm always trying to improve. I, sometimes before the games, I didn't shoot enough. I didn't do this enough. I didn't, I didn't get in the gym enough. And um, I mean, sometimes you just got to believe and just, you know, be, know that you're prepared and dive in head first and just, you know, give your best effort. I mean, I think that's what we do as a team. That's uh, just going out there and give our best effort. Whether the shot's going or don't, um, we try to just leave our best effort out there. And um, if that's enough to get the job done, we're happy. If not, we'll go back to work and uh, give our best effort again. Elijah, what do you, what is, how, do you, how do you feel about this whole conversation here about working hard or the, <laughs> or the idea of, I think the idea of failure comes up a lot in our work as well. People get pretty distraught about it. And then they yeah. really buy into the uh, imposter syndrome and they aren't good enough. They aren't worthy. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, most, um, I'm kind of like going through it uh, with it right now. Um, mm -hmm. I've been out for like a month and a half and I just been working like crazy trying to get like comfortable back on the court. And I think just the, the most important thing I can do is just have, have patience. Cause you know, at some point it's going to click for me on the court and, and I'm going to have my rhythm and, you know, and then uh, everything will be, you know, fine personally, but as long as we win and, you know, um, that can wait, you know, I love it. I love that, that topic of, and concept of patience, because we talk a lot on the show about trusting your timing and just knowing that if you put in the work and you show up for yourself, that things will, you'll be successful and things unfold. And I think as athletes, patience is a huge part of that. Yeah. And there's a, there's a historical text from, I guess, maybe generations ago that says patience attains all things. And I use that a lot in my life, in my work, in my meditation. And it's true. Having patience with ourselves, yeah. patience with others, you can attain the desires that you wish. No doubt. I agree. Let's take. I feel like that. I feel like that. Like it's important for like for us today, like for our team. I mean, we've been going at it for four years now. Me, Coach uh, Johnell G, and I feel like if if we would have did this any any years earlier, had this so, uh, so much success and all this praise, we, we probably wouldn't be ready. So I mean, just having patience and working. I think we went, uh, you know, had our had our trials and tribulations and um, patience and waiting. It made it who we are today, and we're allowed to you know, uh, have some success and uh, still stay down and be humble enough to know that we got to get better and keep working. So patience is definitely important. Wow. That's so well said. Let's take a quick break. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. I love that. Mm -hmm. Patience attains all things. Yes. So now that you all are in this spotlight and you have so many people wanting to talk to you and hear from you. And I'm sure you have a lot of younger players and athletes looking up to you as, as role models and mentors. What is something that you would tell maybe your younger self or someone younger than you who wants to walk a path similar to yours? Like what's one piece of advice that you would give to them if they're embarking on this journey towards being an athlete or just attaining any kind of goal that they have in their lives. Elijah, if you want to start. I say start off by like not comparing yourselves to, to others, you know, like with social media nowadays, you see what everybody else has and you want it for yourself. But at the end of the day, you got to run your own race, you know, and um, just, just, just like keep a tunnel vision, you know, have a, have a goal, um, that you can achieve and work toward every day and just be locked in on that. I love that. That's so important. I, I think especially with social media now, it would be so easy to compare yourself and get so in your head about what other people have or what other people are doing. But like what we talk about on the show so much, each person has their own 
life path and life purpose and like your time and your path is your own and it doesn't have to look like anybody else's. So that's such a great piece of insight to know, especially as you're starting out. Yeah. And staying in your own lane. I love that. You always talk about Michelle staying on your own side of the street. Love it. <laughs> and Nick. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I say sacrifice. Um, just making sacrifices. I say, I think like today, a lot of kids, I mean, even people my age, you know, we, we say we want to do something, we want to achieve something, but our head and our plate and our mind is in so many different places. I mean, sometimes you got to take sacrifices and um, especially if you want to achieve a goal like playing college basketball or something athletically, it's going to take a lot of sacrifices in high school, middle school, waking up early, skipping out on parties, going to the movies, all types of things like that that I, I missed out on when I was younger. And I mean, now looking back on it, it was all worth it. But um, I say just, you know, sacrificing and uh, really understanding what's important to you. If you really want to be a basketball player or anything in life, you're going to have to put some things to the side. And like Elijah said, have a tunnel vision. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you ladies see why we're so successful. Both of those answers. I mean, are, are, I these guys are amazing. Are 40 years ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, the maturity of their age. I think when you, I'm obviously in a different stage where I have a lot of mistakes that, that I would love to go back and, and erase. Um, but they're part of what makes us, us. I think now is what I've, what I've learned in the last couple of years. It's just simply how uh, you make people feel when you're with them. And, and even when you're distracted and you're in a certain type of mood, you, ju- you literally just have to refocus and, and be aware of, of how the people that you're around feel, not what you say, not what you do, but how you make them feel. And, and that's something that, that I try to be aware of because by nature, it's, it's not my personality. Um, I'm a little bit like Nick where it's tunnel vision and, and respect words. It's tunnel vision, it's work, mind down, you know, head down and, and not be really aware of, of how the people around you are feeling. And it's something that I've had to, uh, uh, I guess, adjust in this role. Um, so that's probably the one thing that I wish I could go back in time. And I, I felt like my presence, because I have a sense of humor, because I have good energy, I feel like people have enjoyed being around me. But I, I do think at times I could have made people uh, feel even better uh, by being by by being in, in, in our presence. I would like to say here, everyone listening to this, you you all are that. You know, there's... There is so much in, in the work that I study and it's, it always goes back to, you are that. Dusty, you are that. I remember when we showed up at Houston and I'm in the rental car and we pulled up at the, uh, we pulled up at the hotel and I saw you around the bus. I didn't see you yet, bus, Dusty, but I saw the players and I was, I was so excited. Michelle said, mom, don't hit all the people. Don't hit the players. She was driving them. Like, can you please, like, please pay attention careful. to the road? I said, I'm being careful. And she said, and don't, and, and don't run up to them. Just let them be They're They're, they're at the final four right now. Just let them be. And it was really hard. So I got out I'm trying to keep my head down and just go in. And all of you came up to us. And I think Dusty, you, I have goosebumps. I think I will end up crying during some point of this interview or this conversation. You, you so much are that. And you just, you just really spelled out what I feel when I'm watching you play, whether I'm there in person or watching you on television, you are that you make us feel part of your family. I feel so much. And I know many, many other people around me feel the same way. So you accomplish that desire to how do you make people feel? And you make us feel like we're part of your family and that we are all in this together. And you're not, you are humble. I mean, you you ran up, you're in the final four, but you gave your moment and that minute to say hello and to give us a hug and how you doing? And I'm like, I'm good. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, Barbara, in the last five minutes, I mean, five minutes before this interview, I bumped into, into another coach on campus and they said, uh, he said, everyone keeps asking me about the basketball guys. How are those guys? What are they like? And he just said, you know, I don't know them well because we're not in the same building. But if you hold the door for them, they say, thank you. They're just normal, good guys. And and that's really, that, that's all I can say. I don't know them on a personal level, but I can say that they're really, really good guys. And I mean, that that's what it's about. It is what it's about. And I think it is exactly what you're saying. How do you, how do you live your life from the inside out? making people feel like they matter. And they're really, really great human beings, really great human beings. All of you are. I, I can't say it enough. Yeah. That was Thank it. you. Yeah. I think, yeah, when you think about what you all said is patience, 
being focused and having self-awareness, I think those three attributes are so such invaluable lessons that everyone can take into their lives and, and use to, to benefit them and to move them further on their dreams. And to know that from such a young age is, is amazing. And it's not like you don't have hardships. That's what I love about our podcast or I love about the work we do. We, we all, life is hard. Life is difficult. We all have hardships. We all have tough times and how you handle those tough times and what do you do with them and use them as learning tools is remarkable that you really embody all of that. So I would like to ask what, what do you do for fun? Like what, what are some tiny joys or what are some things that you do for fun? Cause fun is always, fun has always eluded me. I've, I'm so committed to my work, kind of like with Dusty and Nick. I'm so committed to the work that often Michelle will say, mom, let, it doesn't matter. Let's just have fun. It doesn't have to be perfect. Let's just have fun. Let's just go out and have fun. So I've, I've seen y'all travel. That, that looks like fun. Travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is starting to, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Michelle. Yes. It was, that was probably the trip of my life. Thank you for mentioning that. Nick. Yeah, it was. I've seen it on Instagram. I've seen it on Instagram. Luke, Luke. Yeah. We had no, expect, we had no expectations. We had no agenda. We, we got up when we felt like it. We did whatever we felt like it. We walked in the rain cause it rained a lot. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So what do you do for fun or, or any little tiny joys? What Michelle talks about tiny joys a I lot. I think sometimes in life, it, life is hard sometimes and looking for the small things in every day that can make you happy or that you can look forward to, even if it's not a big thing, can really help keep your, your spirits up. I you want to go first? Yeah, I'll start. Um, I say hanging around people that I enjoy being around, uh, like friends, family. Whether whether we just sitting down having a normal conversation or we um, playing ping pong, um, I also enjoy like golf. I kind of like that's kind of like been an escape for me because um, it, it's also humbling, but it's it's fun at the same time. And I say just chilling, you know. Sometimes uh, chilling alone, you know, that's that's like peaceful. It's fun <laughs> to me. Spending time with yourself. That's, yeah. I mean, me too. That's, yeah, I love it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Dusty. Go ahead, Nick. Nick. I was going to say pretty much what Elijah said. I mean, just hanging with my friends and uh, I like fashion too. So oh, every yes. now and then I'll, I'll get on and just buy some clothes or I don't know. That's what I like. Shopping. But yeah, that's really it for me. I love it. We did interact uh, with a lot of fashion on our trip. That was for sure. <laughs> we did some shopping. Yeah, that was dangerous. I know over, overseas, it, it's a little different. It's, it's dangerous. Different over there. I like it though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun for me. Um, I, I, I really enjoy work. I like watching film. I like reading. I like, I like what Elijah said. I enjoy being by myself. I, I love it. When I was young, I would go to a movie by myself, even though, uh, people might make fun of me. I just enjoyed that, that alone time uh, to think and just, and just kind of just breathe. Uh, when I'm with my family, we, we play board games, we play card games, we play cornhole, we play bocce ball, we, we compete, we laugh, listen to music and really just play some type of game, um, at all times. So it's, um, I, I don't, I I'm starting to, to try to enjoy golf, uh, and it's more of it. I'm, it's so frustrating, but I do enjoy being outside in nature with, with other people, especially the, the, if you like their company. So, um, I'm, I'm learning to enjoy that. Um, I do like to travel. Um, just recently we we've started taking a big family trip every year. So nice. I've loved making one, doing one family vacation with, with Anna and the boys. Uh, and so that, that that's it. Pretty simple though. Yeah. I think it is the simple things that, that mean a lot. And it's, we try to, I feel like sometimes we try to do the main big thing. I've got to do that great big thing that's going to make a difference. Or I've got to do that great big thing in order for it to count or matter. But really it is the small, tiny joys. I know during the pandemic, I would every morning obviously walk my dog and my neighbor had a cat, had cactus. I have to have you guys all over sometime, but it's all cactus in front. And I'd never seen so many cactus in Florida in my life. 
And almost every morning in the pandemic, one would bloom. I don't know if you've ever seen a cactus bloom, a flower. It is the most gorgeous flower I've ever seen. And I would tell Michelle and she's like, what do you mean it's the most gorgeous flower you've ever seen? So I think it's that the tiny joy of seeing that cactus flower bloom in the morning because it only blooms in the morning and then it's gone after about the first hour or so. It, it really touched my heart. And I think that's what you all are saying. It's these little small things that you do with yourself, that you do with your family, that you do with your teammates that you do with your friends. And I think the, the message that I hear and that I would love to give everyone is really look for the small things. We really can't do the big things sometimes and all those little small things uh, lead up to the making that huge difference or they really, really, really matter. So I love what you guys are saying because I think that's what we all need to hear, especially in these times of feeling, so many people write to us, they're feeling hopeless, they're feeling helpless, they feel like they're not doing enough, they don't know what to do. And I think if you bring it back down to what's the first small manageable thing that I can do that's going to bring me some joy or happiness and that's going to make a difference. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I love that. What do you guys do for fun? What do you do for fun, Michelle? Well, we watch sports. That's definitely (laughs) a fun. And I don't, I think since the pandemic, actually, I feel like you always have some sort of game on in your house. <laughs> I know it's so true. And I'm not a TV person. I mean, no. I'm a sports TV person, but even you're right. I want a TV in every, ho- every room. Well, you do. It's and wild. oftentimes each TV has a different game on. And I would say probably the <laughs> only thing that you won't watch is probably like bowling. I think maybe well, but like you watch anything. Well, and during the pandemic, when the pandemic to, but- happened and, there were no sports. I mean, obviously it was a very difficult time because there was so much sadness happening, but when sports left you, that was, that was a dark time for her. So when we finally got sports back, you're like, I will have it on everywhere on all TVs. So we love, I I hate to interrupt and please don't bring up bowling around these guys. Uh Oh, Uh Oh, do do they love, do they love to bowl? Coach May might be the best bowler. (laughs) Oh, you know why? Because he's from the Midwest. He's from Indiana. I, that was what I, that was my sport in high school, bowling and, and middle school bowling. Okay. Yeah, he might bowl. Bowl. And it's not even a sport really, right? Is that, I don't the bowlers would, would disagree with you. Yeah, it probably is, but yeah, I love team team bowling function. Yeah, we'll, we'll invite you guys to the next team bowling. Oh, I would love it. Is are you bowling there in Meisner Park or or everywhere? We went to both. The most recently we went to the one just across the, the interstate, but we've done the oh, we've yes. done the Meisner one as well. Yeah, I have. We been. used to always have family bowling when we would go back to Indiana, Indiana. for Thanksgiving and it's <laughs> brutal because I'm bad. It's very competitive. So, yeah. <laughs> We're Indiana. Actually Bloomington, Indianapolis, that whole little area right there. My Michelle went to Indiana university. My, uh, her yeah. dad did. Um, my sister did, my niece did. And then of course right. my dad, which you probably have all heard and, and a couple other family members went to Purdue, which, which is Anna, guys, which is Anna's school. I was, yeah. I was so happy to meet and the you two all of you. played Purdue. <laughs> no, we wait. almost did. We almost, oh, wait, almost no, you did. didn't. Oh, my no, gosh, of course. Yeah, they, they, I was going to say, how did I I don't know. That? I was thinking. <laughs> I just had no, Purdue almost, on the brain. Almost. Yeah. But I would have loved well, Nick went to prep school in Northwest Indiana as well. Nick oh. lived in Crown Point for a year. Oh, oh. oh my gosh. Yes. Because yeah, I, <laughs> I spent most of my time in the change, Chicago area. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's a great place. It, it is fun. So, what else do we do for fun? Just kind of what you all said. We love just hanging out together. I like, I like my alone time as well. Yeah. I also like to online shop. That's a problem. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. No, I do. We just love to do, be in the moment and do things. And I think Nick, when you brought up our trip, it's probably the, we, we do make a point of being with each other and being present, but that trip in particular had a special meaning. We were really present and really just enjoyed. I even loved spending the whole day 20s, 3000 steps walking in the pouring rain. And it was just, it was just wonderful. So I think those kind of things being present and doing the things that the little things that matter most. And I'm like you, Dusty, I do, I do love to watch sports obviously, but I also love to look at what do I think they did right? What do I think they did wrong? What do I think the coach? I mean, I, I, I think that's what Michelle's referring to mostly is that I like to critique or look at what's happening in the moment. It's wild. One day, maybe off season, you guys can, we can watch some different sport and watch her because it is next level. But I will say too, you, 
for you, one of your fun things that you have the most fun doing is, is being with athletes and talking to young people and connecting with, with you all because you love to teach and tell people about the practices of mindfulness and how you can have such a strong foundation from within to be your best self. And it's always so easy for us to talk to athletes about mindfulness because you guys like inherently already get it. You know, the power of being present in the moment and how you have to be where your feet are to be successful. And I think whenever you get home from meeting with athletes at FAU or from anywhere, you're always grinning from ear to ear. Like it's the happiest thing you could do. So I think connecting with, with athletes and being not just watching, but being around it makes you so happy too. It does. It really brightens up my life. It really does. I was talking with a therapist once a few years ago, maybe five years ago. And she said, I think you need to narrow in your focus of the work that you're doing because you're trying to help everyone. So let's look at who are the people you want to help the most. And she said, I think this, there's some small pieces that you should cut out. And I looked at her and I said, well, I, I don't know what I would cut out. And she said, well, what about athletics? It, that you're, it doesn't feel like that would be a place where you would put your focus because there's, you know, as you said, I'm, you know, blonde girl that going in to speak. And I said, you can touch everything but athletics. <laughs> you can touch everything but athletes. Don't even start talking about that because it does. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, and she said, you know, I had a feeling you were going to say that. I know how much you love them. And I do. I, I love, I really love it. I absolutely love it. And I think that's what we're talking about on the show. And we talk about this a lot. What, what brings you joy? And one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is it's hard for people to know what they want. Do you all find that it's hard for people to, we've been working a lot. So I've kind of shifted and this might be something I'll do in 2024 more. What don't you want? It's easy to know what we don't want. So what, what would you say is something for people to start to think about like, what would you, what would you not want? Because I think we are here to learn and grow and become the greatest version of who we already are. So I've really been thinking about, I know exactly what I don't want. And it's really leading me to what I do want, which is doing what we're doing now. Yeah. That's a good question. I got to think about that one. I was going to say, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it's, for me, it's like easy to know what you don't want. Like I, I think you know how you don't want to feel. Yes, yes, yes. It's the feeling. I and, think is what you were saying, Dusty. And like it's what you guys you have feel. been saying, how you make people feel when you're in their presence and how people make you feel, you can kind of follow that as a, a guide map in your life of when you leave someone, how did you feel? And when you leave a situation, how did you feel? And and kind of knowing from those instances. Yeah, I think that's for a sure. Really, mm-hmm. it's, a good, it's a good place to start. Yeah. I disagree a little bit. It, it, it's easy for me to know what I want. When you said, what do you not want? Yeah. I was stumped. I, I, I had no idea what to answer because I don't know what I don't want. I thought she said uh, the question wrong do. because I was like, yeah. no, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. True. I guess, you know, yeah. where I'm I, going with that. Sorry. To, no, go ahead. You guys go ahead. <laughs> I love this. No, it's just interesting. Is the question, what, what do you want or what do you not want? What do you not want? What do you not want? <laughs> Like, I know for sure now. Like, what do you not want? I know for sure now that I don't want to be in situations or feel like I can't be exactly who I am. And if I'm in a situation or if I'm with people or if I'm in any kind of work that I'm doing, if I'm starting to feel like I can't be comfortable in my own skin, own, own my power, or own the things that I know that I, I want to be and teach and do, or if I have to kind of shape shift myself to be something maybe that I'm not because I'm sensing that the crowd is not, I, I don't, I'll, I'll say no. Someone will ask me to speak and I'll say, you know, that's not really, I don't think it will work out this time or whatever it is. I just know that I never want to be in a position anymore of not owning exactly who I am. I guess that's the biggest thing I've learned over the past probably five or six years. What, what is it that matters most to me? Where do I want to spend most of my time? And what is it that will make me feel whole and myself and not feel like I have to, or even not even have to even have the inkling of not feeling comfortable with, with who I am. 
So I, I think when you ask a question time. about, yeah, when you ask a question about what do you want, it's not necessarily, it can be material things. It can be, you know, going to the NBA or being president or being a coach. Yeah. I, I always wanted to be a coach. So it can be, I know it's so crazy. Never too late. But I, I don't know if I, you know, I would want that, but do I really want that? I don't, I don't think I'm capable of you that. You can be coach from the couch. Exact coach from the couch. So I, I think it's more of, as we grow, we really start to become more and more ourselves because I think it's that authenticity that people love the most. And that's who you all are. To me, you're the epitome of being authentic because you really are leading with your hearts. I just feel that sense of family and heartfelt presence. And you do make people feel like we are part of it with you. We're on this with you and not just because you're winning. Yeah. I think maybe what you're trying to say and how they can maybe digest it for their lives is how do you know, like you all have so many options and choices now that you've reached such a level of success and so many people are watching you. And I'm sure you all are constantly being asked to do things and getting offers to do things and invitations to do things. And even if you're not in the sports world, we get questions all the time of how do we know when to say no to something? How do we have that discernment to know what's right for us and what's not right for us? Because if you start saying yes to everything, you get burned out, you get overwhelmed, you start to get resentful because people can be taking advantage of your time. And when you reach this level that you all have reached and having so many, so much in coming your way, how do you know when to say no or what is and isn't right for you so that you can stay focused and have that awareness of who you are and what you want. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. that's great. And, and I think one of the things that you guys like was the trust your timing. We talk about that a lot. So it feels like you do embody that trusting your timing and what does that mean for you and how do you use that to say, no, this isn't right for me. I'm going to stay on this lane here. or I'm going to do this. For, for me personally, I don't want to be in a position where I'm doing things that, that I don't necessarily enjoy doing every day. I think in our profession, we can be in, in, in a lot of different spots throughout. And, and now uh, where we are, I think a lot of us enjoy what we get to do every day and who we get to do it with. And I, I think that's kind of the, the, the secret sauce of, of happiness in life. You, if, if you're happy you know, with my background, if you're happy with your occupation and going to work and you take pride what you do and you give your all and you, and you really love who you're doing it with every single day, it, it carries over in every other aspect. And so I, I know me personally, I just, I don't want to be in a position where I'm not doing the things that, that I enjoy doing. Cause typically if you enjoy doing something, then you're probably pretty good at it because you spend your time doing it and you practice it and you, and you pour your heart into it. So um, I, that, that one's relatively simple for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> you're getting what he said yeah. oh my gosh that's what i thought old. that's what i thought you said you're getting old and we're like uh no <laughs> when i say that she goes ballistic on me well it's her birthday coming up so yeah, so i'm getting i'm getting old but i love that happy so you, early birthday thank you thank you so we do really kind of know what we don't want i think it's articulating it like that or really standing firm in that groundedness of who we are and what we want and what we don't like or what we don't feel aligned with um, that matters most. And the more, I think you're right, Dusty, the older we get, the more we really realize, you know, I know for me, less time is on this next end than what was on the back end when I think about it that way. And it's like, wow, I, what, what do I want to use my time for? And I want to make sure that I'm with the people because as I say, the five people that you spend the most time with, uh, you take on the behaviors and the moods and the characteristics and the feelings of of those people. And I think it matters a lot. And that's why I feel I keep going back to you, you spend so much time together. So you are, the, you are a family because you're taking on all the, you all have the same mindset. It feels like you all are in the same groove of all of that. And it matters so much, I think, as to how it's translating on the court and how it's translating yeah, in, your, in your play. I agree. No doubt. Great. I think mine is like yours, like uh, just not being in places where I can't be myself, you know, be energetic, goofy but still serious at the same time so I mean I think that's that's mine too just being being myself everywhere I don't want to be in a place where I just can't be myself and Nick how old are you if you don't mind me I'm 22 not like oh I love that so much I wish I knew that (laughs) I know I just I think that's dusty why I have so much many there's a long list of why I have so much admiration and and love for all of you is that he's 22 
This is so wonderful. So wonderful. I want to know you when you're 42. I mean, I just am so like you, you guys really just impressed me and touched my heart so deeply. I love it so much. Elijah. Thank you. I think mine ties into what Coach said, like um, just enjoying like not one. Well, I, it ties in with Coach said, like being happy with what you what you're doing. You know, um, like over here just thinking, like, what do I not want? Um, I went thinking all the materialistic things. Then I went to thinking, like, what ties into that? I said, just being happy. You know. Uh, Happy, like happiness is like I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a joy and like and happiness. I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say, but I don't know how to say it. It makes ahead, perfect go ahead, sense. Go ahead. No, it, you, think? you don't want something that's not going to bring you happiness. Exactly, that's what I'm want, hearing. I don't want to be doing something and I'm just miserable. You know, um, I can have everything in the world, but if I'm doing, it, I'm miserable. I want to be like happy doing whatever I want to do. You know, that's what I want out of life. Yeah, I love it. And sometimes we do have to do things that are hard and not so much fun, but when we can see that that might lead to the happiness in the next step or with the next, you know, iteration of what we're doing, it it makes it all okay. But we have to see that it's going to bring some sense of happiness or some sense of, of contentment, contentment and success for ourselves, I think. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could talk to you guys forever because be in it's so much fun. Time. Yeah. But I, as we start to wind down. I want it, you all have mentioned the word mindset a lot and we talk about mindset on the show a lot. And I would be curious what each of you, how you would describe maybe in a word or two words of maybe your mindset about life and maybe the team's mindset in general or, or just for yourself of how you would describe that for yourself because it would be so interesting to hear. I say, I say be better. Um, be better as a person. Um, be better as a player, uh, be better in life as you just go through adversity. Um, just be better, honestly. Love it. Better cry. I mean, I, I say just working hard. I mean, I believe in hard work. I feel like if you really want to do something and you believe and you put the work in, you can do anything in life, anything in this world. And I just believe in just having hard work, just working hard all day long. You know, achieving my goal, whether it happens tomorrow or next five years or next month, uh, just every single day work hard. And uh, I think whether it's in 10 years, like I said, or five years, I'll be in a position where I'll be happy and satisfied and know that, you know, I, I did the most I could to try to make it happen. I think just driven and obsessed with being better, um, learning, growing, uh, finding a better way, just every single, every minute of every day, just being driven and obsessed with that. And and there's never a finish line. There's never, there's never, there's nothing final for us. Uh, this group, um, this, these individuals, it's, it's always the, the process is, is the way the, the joy in the journey to join the work and not the outcome. Um, cause I, I know I, I love going to work with these guys equally as much as, as cutting down the nets in, in Madison square garden. Now that's a cool moment for to share with everyone, but, but my joy personally is, is, you know, the, the growth and the learning and, and doing it with, with like-minded people, like-minded people, like the group we have. Oh, I love it. I've so loved special. every minute. This has been a special, special time and a special conversation with all of you. Yeah. It's so exciting to watch you all and see each new day and what happens next and we love being able part of to your see. family yeah so Thank exciting you. stay tuned stay tuned yeah well seeing you guys too it's reminded me to breathe about five times i've taken a deep breath just seeing you guys because i always think of mindfulness and getting <laughs> <re-sharing>. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. i mean you guys make us feel you guys make us feel better and good as well oh, so we appreciate you guys we love appreciate you so you much and we can't wait to see this season. Or peaceful. I love it. <laughs> peaceful. Peaceful. Yeah, they bring I love peace. It. They bring oh, peace to the, social, oh. to the social media. So when we see, oh. uh, we just see, think oh. of peace. Oh, damn. You have th- three psycho competitors that you make us feel at ease. So oh. thank you. Oh, we I love, love it. you so much. Yeah, I can't. So great. I hope you get the same feeling that we receive from you, that how much we care about you, how much we love you, and how excited we are about all the things that are going to happen you know, collectively as a team and as a group 
and as a school, FAU, but also individually. I, I truly want to know you many years from now because I, I really absolutely love all of you so much and thank you for your time and, and your presence yeah. in yeah. our lives. Thank you so much. We're so excited for all of you. And um, we'll, we'll put all the social media and information in the show notes so you all of our listeners can stay in touch with all of you guys. And I mean, truly it is so fun. It is like a family watching the team. And, you know, if you're a listener and you don't have a team, make FAU your team because you, yeah. you will not regret it. Yeah, it is, fun. it is a great let time. Um, so yeah. So thank you so much guys for coming on the show. It's been great. We'll have to have you all come on and we can be together and chat more down the road. And thank you to our listeners for always joining in and being such an amazing part of our community. We're so grateful for all of you. If you are enjoying the show, which we hope you are, please make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, and give us a five-star rating on iTunes and Apple or Spotify. If you can, we would greatly appreciate it. If you want to stay in touch with us on social media and give us podcast topic requests, make sure you're following us at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and Barb Knows Best Pod. Lastly, we do have a bunch of fun offerings for the holidays through the link in our show notes. Make sure you check that out. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you so much to our wonderful guests from FAU Men's Basketball. Thank you, Mom. And we will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb Knows Best. Bye. Bye.